I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles. And I'm Scott Blakeman, and this is a Getting Through This special New Year's Eve edition. I'm reporting from the Upper East Side of Manhattan, just over three miles from the Times Square, where at 11.59 tonight, the ball will begin to come down at what used to be the Times Building, then the Allied Chemical Tower, now one Times Square. <laughs> if it was time for tens of thousands of chilly revelers to cheer their hearts and voices out to welcome New Year, why, tonight would be the night. But the streets around Times Square will be closed to onlook. This reporter fondly remembers the famed radio announcer, Ben Grauer, who would do the countdown as well as a short recap of the year. On December 31st, 1976, five months before he passed away, Ben Grauer repeated some lines he often used. He would say, it's one of the coldest nights of the year, but the young people are here, hundreds of thousands of them from all over. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. And they come back every year to celebrate another adventure in the march of mankind. Scotty. Where I am isn't quite the opposite of Times Square, but you can see it from here. That is the opposite of Times Square. As you gaze out into the vast dark emptiness that is the Pacific Ocean. But actually, right now, the sun has just come through the clouds. And you know what? The new year has me thinking about how time passes in yearly increments and will continue to do so forever unless someone puts a stop to it. So sometimes... Even we forget that someone will be listening to this pod, very podcast a thousand years from now. And of course, by 3,020, most podcasts will be inhaled. But even that might be an aging technology and mostly older people will still snort the news and the New Year celebrations. I'm guessing that far into the future, the kids will have tattoos that were actually antennas, but all knowledge intake will be effortless. No more pinching podcast powder and stuffing it in your nose like parents and grandparents. We assume our podcast will never be erased, Scotty, like the Johnny Carson videotapes of the 1960s were. A regrettable fate also visited on the tapes of comedy greats Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. And it said while we assume we can make an... Well, when we assume, let me make that clear, we make an ass out of you and me, actually... That's not always true, as we cannot function without making assumptions. Every day we must assume our shoes still fit, our home isn't on fire, our food isn't poisoned, and our news is all fake, and everything isn't just a dream. Well, thankfully, Tommy, there is still video of The Tonight Show. More specifically, Tonight Show, New Year's Eve, 1965, when we see what appears to be a slightly inebriated Johnny Carson tossed to Ben Grauer, in Times Square. But inevitably, the clock is starting to show that the ball is moving. If you look up there, see it's moving from the 100-foot tower on the Allied Chemical Building. It used to be the Times Tower. Now the Allied Chemical Tower is 100 feet, 50, rather, 40, 30, 20. The ball is slowly moving as the second... About 25 seconds to go. When it hits the bottom, it'll be the new year. And from Crest Isle in Maine, After Ben's usual stirring reporting of the festivities, they cut back to the studio in New York where dressed up couples danced to the moves of that era 
with Johnny nowhere to be found for at least 20 seconds. Scotty, given the importance of the Tonight Show during those years, you would have, you may have certainly stumbled onto a front page national story, somehow unreported by the news of the day. Johnny Carson missing for 20 seconds. Late night show leaves guests and viewers scrambling for nearly half a minute on New Year's Eve show. I wonder, Scotty, I wonder what Johnny was doing on that New Year's Eve 1965 for 20 seconds and with whom? Whatever it was, it must have been 20 seconds of wonderful. And the people listening to this podcast a thousand years from now, whether you still watch TV or inhale it, whoever is the biggest late night TV show in 3020, Johnny Carson was much bigger. After all, there were only three television networks in the 1960s. And I assume that by 3120, that number will have grown to roughly four billion networks. Yes. Well, as we look to the future, we think of today, Tommy. And again, New Year's Eve, uh, Ben Grower. Uh, truly, I'm so glad we played a clip of him, truly was New Year's Eve for me because uh, for many, many years, he was the voice, whether it was Johnny Carson's live Tonight Show, throwing it to Ben, or even he had the rare distinction of working for NBC, but still doing the CBS New Year's Eve show with the great Gar Lombardo from the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. And it wasn't New Year's Eve without hearing Ben Grauer. Early, but before Ben on CBS, it was Robert Trout, the serious newsman who was one of Murrow's boys, I believe, too, who would uh, seriously intone the New Year's. And then Ben Grower came along. Oh, the New Year's has come. Everyone is. We <laughs> hope that it will be better than the last year. Yeah. Robert Trout. I don't think our view, uh, even our older viewers might remember Robert Trout. Uh, but he was. Uh, yes, he was one of those newsmen where news was always very serious and dour and very and very dry, actually. But Scotty, so many of our, our news memory, our, our New Year's memories are not actually being in, uh, in Times Square, but watching it on TV, which we all did. Yeah, uh, well, I never went to Times Square, and I loved how Ben Grower every year would say, I don't know why they do it. And I always wondered why we do it. It's freezing. I always think, why do you go to the bathroom? The only year, the year I came closest was in somewhere in the, in the 80s, I saw the wonderful, marvelous Broadway musical Runaways, uh, a play, Runaways, and it ended, I think, because it was an earlier curtain, maybe at 9.30, and I just remember fleeing the area because it sort of bordered Times Square. Uh, but that's the closest I came to being in Times Square on New yeah, Year's. So you, you wanted to be away from... So you said two interesting things, Scott. Well, you said many interesting things, but two that stood out are that... You you uh, wanted to you've never you're a lifelong New Yorker. You've never been to Times Square during New York. Now, I've lived in New York three times for several, many years, and I also never have strayed into Times Square during the festivity, the New Year's festivities. And that uh, and and your your point is very interesting. Where would you go to the bathroom? I never even. You know, I'm, well, I'm, in those days, restaurants were open. I mean, and, and you know, you, you, but still you couldn't move and you were hemmed in, penned in. And it's cold. It could be rainy. It could be snowing. And, you know, a lot of people you always worry about. Mm, let me ch check with my wallet. You know, that could be any any place in the world. So it just didn't appeal to me, but it appealed to many other people. And they had a marvelous time. But watching it was thrilling. And as Ben hearing the crowd, the noise. And, and as, as I said, in the watch it on TV. 
yeah, and as I said at the uh, top of the show, this would be the year. Could you could imagine how people would be cheering for the new year to start, and and we'll be doing that at home tonight. Yeah, I mean, I see your point that this is the this is this should have been the party of parties. Do you remember going back? I mean, I have so many. I think we all do have so many New Year's memories over the over the years. Uh, I I remember the uh, the big party like it was 1999. Remember the the Prince song that came out yeah, years sure. before that, and and you sort of were thinking. I remember hearing that song and thinking, and I like Prince, but I, it, the song started making me sweat. This is back in the early uh, mid '80s, right? That he came out with that song, because I was thinking, God, I hope I am going to be at a great party in 1999. I hope I get invited to a great party. I hope somehow, or I throw it, or somehow I, I'm part of that big celebration because that's going to be the hugest New Year's ever. The New Year's where you go from 1999 to 2000. Well, Scotty. Cut to 1999, December 31st. Cece, my wife, and I are in Hawaii in uh, the Princeville Hotel on Kauai. Yeah. And that's the last place in the United States that gets the new year. The last. And uh, I, I guess, you know, Scotty, I'm not a late night party reveler, especially when you actually have, you have to stay up at, to a certain point. If somebody says, you've got to stay up until uh, 12 o'clock tonight, Tom, I immediately start feeling sleepy. And I can't control it. My eyes start. Yeah. Feeling- Even if you do it routinely, being told you have to stay up makes you sleepy. Exactly. Even if I do it normally, but when somebody says you must, uh, 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 I have difficulty. And I, I really, I think I fell asleep. On the, I mean, I, I remember we just talked to a nice gay couple downstairs in the lobby of the hotel. And that was kind of the party. It really wasn't anything like a party. Outside, they had very tepid, the, the, the hotel put on some tepid fireworks, which we saw through the window of our hotel room. Other than that, uh, it was nice being in Kauai. Um, but uh it wasn't the great, it was almost the opposite of the, the new year. So, I mean, um, so you didn't that, really party like it was 1999. I, I don't know if I ever did party. Yeah. like 1999. Now this was the eight ninety eight into 99, I guess. Right. No, this is 1999 to 2000. Oh, well, this was, well, that was also big for another reason. I have a story with that too. That was of course, the Y2K year. Wait, you did understand this whole thing, this time you thought I was just talking about a party on 1998? No, 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 because I thought what would be the excitement of, it had always been 1999. <laughs> so no, I thought this was the moment where it was going to be 1999. Right, it's the it's New Year's Day, uh, the, the, or New Year's Eve 1999 would be the millennial. Scotty, that's the whole, that was the whole center of that, uh, of that anecdote is the millennialness of the party that uh, of the night. Oh, I thought it was the Prince song will party like it's 1999. Yeah, it is. The Prince song is about partying uh, uh, when it's uh, December 31st, 1999. That's the beginning of the millennium. That's- oh, see, I just thought he was talking about. Oh, my dear. Ah, see, I, I'm not a, I, I admired Prince, but I not uh, didn't know oh. all the details. That's interesting. Well, now I see now it's, now, it was an entertaining story on this face, but now it takes on a whole other dimension. It does. Scotty, let's just pause for a moment because I want our listeners to appreciate the fact that after all these years, you're just now getting the 
the meaning of the Prince song 1999. Absolutely, and just this very the, moment. Absolutely, yeah. and, and the meaning of my anecdote about why it was so significant that I was in Hawaii. Well, if it wasn't for that anecdote, I'd go through the rest of my life probably not knowing the meaning of the Prince song 1999. So I thank you for that. Why would you? Right, exactly. But why Tommy, I was actually on a football field in Livingston, New Jersey, New Year's Eve 1999. Uh, doing one of these first night shows that were very popular for a time, maybe they still are at, at some point, where, um, you know, they'd have various acts and music at the high school, and it was sort of family-friendly. Uh, and I had probably did like three shows that night in the, in the school. And then we all went out to the football field. And I remember distinctly, uh, this is where I'm starting 2000 in, in Livingston, Jersey. It was very nice. And I'll never forget the, the scoreboard did the count but it was out of sync with the actual counting down. It wasn't the, uh, so you had two different times. You didn't really know when it started. And as you say, there was that fear of what's gonna happen with Y2K and nothing did, but it was, that was my memory being there starting 2000 and on a football well, That field. was the other thing, Y2K. Would Y2, yeah. uh, 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 that was the big, uh, for that particular millennial uh, New Year's, and it actually would be interesting to, to hear from anybody, how they spent their New Year's on that particular day, uh, because it was supposed to be that was you were under such pressure on 1999, December 31st, to have the greatest time ever. And there was the fear of Y2K and how that was going to and, and who knew, like uh, uh, I was in Hawaii, maybe I would be forced to to. Uh, you know, all, all the planes would be grounded and I would be forced to, to live in Hawaii for the rest of my life. And, you know, horrifying scenarios like that. And the horror of it. And also the probably power outages and, and computers crashing and no communication at all. I mean, yeah, but that, I mean, it's, it's so nostalgic. I think 20 years ago, that's what we were worried about. <laughs> ah, maybe the computers would be messed up. I mean, you know, if that, was, that, if that was the worst, but you were still in Hawaii and you could go out to eat. Yeah, right. You know. Oh, gosh, yes. And although I think, honestly, uh, I would have to have, uh, at that point, ordered room service, which is quite expensive at the Princeville Hotel. I'm sure. I've had quite a... But property. I would do it because it's New Year's uh, 2000. And, uh, but I didn't. Uh, or maybe I did. I don't know. But I, I, the, wor the, the point about having to stay up is, uh, has always been a, an issue with me. The most difficult New Year's I spent was since then sometime in the early part of this century uh, here in LA, where I was at a party given by some university professors, mostly friends of my older brother. And there, and it was in their, uh, the, the guy's house or something like that. There was dancing. Uh, and, and when middle-aged professors dance, Scotty, it's awkward. Mm. And when professors dance in New Year's, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, and they probably had a vest a sweater vest and a tweed oh. jacket. Um, oh, they did. Yeah. They had sweater vests and, and <laughs> a lot of, there were sweaters galore. And my wife and I struggled to stay awake and alcohol just makes me sleepier. And at one point, finally, we all went into a small, into another room and just stood because it was, there was a TV set on a high shelf. So we were all standing, craning our necks. It was a small screen TV and we watched New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, yeah. Scotty. It was only nine o'clock. <laughs> the ABC coverage of Times Square Ball Drop was live from New York, but we were in L.A. with a full three hours of the party left to enjoy. Now, that must have been a hard thing to do because here, you know, we were always in the right time zone for that. But in L.A., they still watch it. 
And then it was sort of this vicarious, okay, well, they've got it, but we have three hours to go. Yeah. And it was live still. And then I wonder what always happened, like, at 3 a.m., did they go back and replay it? Uh, well, no, it, this may have been a case where they had a special, you know, they were, for a while, you know, you, you could get the East Coast feed of yeah. of shows uh, on, uh, if you had cable. And I think that might, might have been what, what happened. But or the early direct TV, I think, uh, maybe. That, that, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the result was, imagine, you know, you thought you had, you, you had conquered the, the New Year's party. You could go home. No, no, you were three hours more, Scotty. Wow, well, Tommy. That's something a New Yorker never needs to worry no, about. No, no, we had different. So I remember, you know, we played a clip from 1965 into 1966, the title, but in 1966, New Year's Eve, uh, my sister and I, and, and she, uh, I was 12, uh, um, 11, and she was, uh, that had just turned 16 and both of us were home and I, I would have played this, but I have not trans digitized this cassette tape. Uh, but it, we sang on my Panasonic recorder and I'll do a little bit of it for you. Uh, well, the whole song, cause it was very little. We sang together. Goodbye 66. Hello 67. No, 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 no Scott. Cause Scott's a 66 and I'm a 67. And, and that was, and then I tried to start and I'll tell you what, and then we just started laughing. And then we played. <laughs> well, I'm laughing. Wait. Well, yeah, and it was a high-pitched Brooklyn accent. I can't do it justice. And then we put the tape recorder to the countdown, and then you could hear my sister crying when the ball came down. I will find that and digitize that tape yeah, and make yeah, it available to our listening audience the world yeah. over. I don't get the – no, 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 I'm 65 and you're 66. Part. I think our, our audience – Well, 60 – well, my sister said uh, Scott's a 66 and I'm a 67. Okay. how she's saying meaning i'm the old year she's the new year and i don't think it was meant in a mean way but it was just uh and it was improvised on the spot but uh and then we waited for my parents to come home from a glittering party in their in their new year's eve clothing and and uh it was it was very exciting and then in subsequent years that was that so scotty that sounds yeah. like a more memorable um New Year's, then I'm sure you, you've been to New Year's parties as adults. Oh, and had many New Year's parties and, and, and uh, uh, went to them, had them. And uh, yeah, and uh, I would say, by the way, if 2021 was a person, it'd be the least pressure year ever. Because following 2020, you just basically no nuclear holocaust mm -hmm. and it's going to be a better year. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's, so, a, that's a great point, Scotty. Yeah. If you're, to, if you're 2021, it's going to be a breeze. You ba basically, you just show up. Show up. Just keep away world conflagrations. Yeah, and and, and, and that's yeah. Don't yeah. get in any in major. Yeah, ma don't get into any major wars. And you're you're right. You're like, oh my god, 2021 was wonderful. You're. We hope you never end. Don't <laughs> go away, 2021. Let's make it 2021 forever. That's you're right. Yeah, and they'll they'll be a little puffed up walking around like, uh, all right, well, you're just lucky. You know, the other years would right. say that to them. Well, and, that's uh, the funny thing that it's, it's interesting because your 1966-67 um, uh, party with your sister. Really, that was the beginning of you thinking about a year as a human, as a distinct human. Yeah, yeah. Well, my sister. That's yeah. how I, I could see yeah. how that process worked. Yeah, a, yeah. And well, never. It, it's lasted all these years. It, it, it uh, but like it was walking around puffed up. That's who, whoever even thought of a year being proud of itself. You did, Scotty. Well, thank it you. I mean, well, because normally they have the New Year's baby. That was the thing that was in, in vogue for a while. In fact, I was <laughs> You're gonna. Right. That, 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 that is... 
that, and, and the old one is an old man with a long beard and he's bent. Oh, that's depressing, yeah. It's depressing. Yeah, the it's baby like... was kind of weird, too. because I, In fact, I saw on YouTube a 1957 New Year's Eve message that you would see in a motion picture theater. And it was this very, you know, 1957 voice like, well, we have an announcement to make. Yes, the New Year's baby. Yeah, here she comes. And it was vice president of worldwide something. And they showed the baby. And they said, it'll be the gayest, happiest New Year ever. Because in those days, everything was the gayest. Yeah. And, gay and was, yeah. Yeah. Was, and uh, gay, being gay was very accepted. In the well, if a New Year's or any time. And but it was the New Year's baby, which was just and that was always the thing. Who was the first baby born in the new year in that yeah. you know, city? And it still there is. And uh, there was excitement about the new years. And oh, uh, screw uh, Ben Grower's uh, voice. You can hear it. You it wasn't like, in the bed. all right, the, the, here's the ball, you know. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and, you know, people are kind of cynical now. Right. It's like eh, the ball. That's another bad year. Actually, there there are not they're not supposed to be any parties this year. Well, that is the thing, as, as I mentioned, that uh, the, they blocked off. All the streets in the area. There's a handful of people who are permitted, some frontline workers who will be able to be seen sitting. Oh, that'll be fun. This, this, uh, yeah. And, um, and, but then Ryan Seacrest will be cheery and then they will have a lot of entertainment. A lot of the stars uh, will be there in various locations. And I think Ryan it'll be a heartfelt one. Is the Ben Grower of today. Uh, well, there's no one who really, I don't think anyone ever stepped into well, his it, shoes. It, was, it, it became, uh, it, it became Dick Clark's well, Dick Clark. New Year's Eve. He owned New Year's for many years. And, yeah. and, and yeah. Brian no, Express basically, you know, just came in right after him, just kind of became well, part of that. And Dick thing. Clark, sadly, after he had had, um, wasn't it actually he had uh, almost had lo lost his voice through cancer, wasn't it? And he, oh, no, no, he had a stroke. Uh, and I remember him coming back a year later, maybe, and still having difficulty speaking. Oh, he did an incredibly heroic job. It was wonderful, but uh, yeah, he was no, so no. associated with New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need to know when to bow out. He was always the uh, the perpetual teenager, and and we didn't want to. We didn't. You know, I mean, you got to know. But the old man, the the baby, and the old man thing. I just realized why that's so depressing. You know, the whole thing. Of, Look, it's a baby with a sort of a banner that says. Uh, yeah, 1957 or whatever. You... Or 1957. Yeah. And 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 um, and then the old man who's got also got a banner, 1956, you know, and the idea being th they live in a world uh, where people grow old in one year. That's that's what that message says. It's like. Uh, it's an alternate. That's what I always took from it. It's like in that cartoon world, you grow up, uh, you grow old in one year. I mean, that w that's a very depressing message to be. Yeah, talking. I don't know why how that ever caught on because who would want to see you that? You get that right. I mean, yeah, yeah. And Father Time. It's father always time. always a guy and he's old. Right, right. Well, is that is that Father Time? No, that's nineteen six. That's the previous year. Is some old guy with a long white beard, and he's bent over, and he looks tired too. He doesn't. He looks like he's done, you know. And so it, that uh, uh, anyway, I just wanted to unburden myself of that. Um, well, that and I'm glad you bring it up. I'm, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to deal with that image. I'm glad you brought up that's in the past but no the excitement is, they, they don't we don't see that anymore and you used to see that in like car ads or you know sort of ads for anything you'd see the 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 baby and the old man of the year but father time scotty you bring up an interesting point uh what's the deal with father time 
Well, what, again, why is it really father? And, and yeah, well, again, it gets back to the whole thing. I mean, who is he, the arbitrator of time, arbiter of time? And, and, and just as you say, the base 10 system, it's, it's a whole and, and a year in general. Why is the year uh, the thing? So these are all, uh, uh, you know, well, questions. You but know, you could ask Father Time, in other words, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think there was a father. show in the 50s, Ask Father Time. It was on Sunday mornings. <laughs> right. Uh, you, and local station. Okay, so uh, how does that work? Like, uh, the, the, but but the year. I was thinking about how the year it doesn't follow the base ten system. It, you, you, the world travels around the earth, the planet, or no, the, the, the world travels around the sun in three hundred sixty-five days, roughly, right? Yeah, so it's not even that's not even precise. It's three hundred sixty-five days. It's not a base ten thing. It's three hundred sixty-five. It's it's this thing we call a year. And that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to celebrate years, right? Because, oh, wow, the, the, the weather is starting all over again. It was July, you know, it was hot before. Now it's going to get hot again or something like that. You know, that, that sort of cycle of weather seems to me. But if there's no weather, does it really make sense to? Well, and for events, you need to have the World Series at the same time every year. And a sporting events, I guess, is a, a thing. And I guess in our own life, um, it does help to have certain markers, uh, I suppose. But, uh, you know, they could do something with it. But well, uh, I guess what I'm saying is there's a time to get rid of the whole idea of years. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking probably not. I think we should probably keep it because, you, like you say, the World Series. I think we should keep the year. You could dabble with maybe a 32-day month once in a while to have a little fun. Uh, maybe 25-hour days. We've discussed that before. Uh, but I would keep the year as it is and maybe play around on the margins a little bit. The only thing, the only thing I want to say, because we, this is a podcast that dares to, to challenge Father Time. And I think that's why we kind of make fun of him. I could hear it in your voice, a little bit of disparaging tone about this character, Father Time, what he controls time. He's the arbiter. He decides it's three o'clock. Oh, no, he just changed his mind. It's now eight o'clock, Right. So, so, you, you fear if you put that much power into a, a man who calls himself father, you, you, you run the risk of, of him getting you know, mad with power and deciding, no, it's it's Thursday. No, now it's Friday. And, 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 and we're and causing huge, huge problems with the economy. Now, we are not we stand up and, and I realize there is no such thing, quote unquote, as father time. But. Is there? That's my question. Well, the, the name is there in this mythical character. But I think that I, the, the good news is he's not discussed much anymore. I haven't seen anything. That's right. Any New Year's talk. So that's in the past. And so, I don't so know why. It to these people? Do they just go away? They just. Yeah. And baby and the baby one wasn't an annoying imagery. It was cute. Baby yeah. time. 19th, the New Year's baby. But it just seemed weird. And I think that also is part of because the past. It, it, because the idea was. The old baby had already grown old. The baby we fell in love with in 1956 became this old man in 1957. That's what I'm what what troubles me about that whole baby and old man version of the New Year's is. Well, and also one thing that the, you always hear a lot is, you know, it's amateur night, New Year's Eve. And I always thought that was an odd expression. Like, so what's the alternative? Professional drinkers who know how to drink 10 drinks and not be uh, crazy. Yeah, that's for the amateurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, professional celebration. We know how to keep our liquor. <laughs> and, and, and we really get drunk. 
and oh yeah but we know how to do up. it we do it right we're yeah, professional we don't throw up at, you know no it's a i remember one just some random thoughts of new year's uh I was dating someone at the time, but I remember being at a bar a few days before New Year's and these lovely women from England or Australia or somewhere, another country, one of them was talking to me. And I think at this time I wasn't feeling that I wanted to stay with this woman I was with. And the woman said, oh, yes, I'm just hoping to be kissing someone on New Year's Eve at midnight on New Year's Eve. And I thought, what a great beginning of a movie. Also, a 1940s screwball comedy or romantic thing. Could be a Hallmark movie, many things. But she wants to find a guy to kiss New Year's Eve, and who would that be? Um, oh, now that has happened, Scotty. I I remember being at a party like that. Now that you mention it, most of my New Year's memories of you, as you can tell, tend to be rather unpleasant. <laughs> but this one was interesting. It was a party in New York, Upper East Side, actually. Yep, and it was a uh, someone at the. And I remember it was must have been the late 1970s because she was dressed in kind of space suit look <laughs> you remember that it was sort of glittering space suity weird with big pointy shoulders it was something that it was a fashion thing that and she seemed like wow she's really fashionable yeah and she wanted to well at, at the stroke of midnight to kiss stroke was... of midnight yeah wow. and, and well, you know find a room and it was, wow uh, and and, and I, I, that was a, i didn't even know her very well so well, that's I a just... weird spacesuit on, and I'm not sure I, I, I you know, I mean, I, with I, and I realized the family show, and so as long as she didn't have a helmet on, blocking with a glass visor, that shield. would that see that that would have been really awkward with the, with the space helmet, and uh, you're right, you're right, and maybe that's what it, what happened, and 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 she had a helmet on. And she'd gone too far with her space look because you're supposed to just look sexy and weird and futuristic, like Flash Gordon futuristic. And um, she, she, yeah, that was probably it. You yeah. know? Well, I, I remember, but I do like that idea. I think I remember a couple of parties where that's the thing. At midnight, you're allowed to kiss women and who consensually and wanting it. And it's a lovely thing. And, mm. and there was one party in San Francisco in 2001, actually. And I remember that was a, a nice thing being able to, Oh, yeah. uh, well, finish the anecdote. So then, we well, there was that one was more just in public. I think you were. It was a very small party, but I think you were able to go up to each woman and or they wanted you to to kiss them. <laughs> Happy New Year, and it was a very civil British kind of thing. Really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year, cheers. So here's a, here's one on the kisser. Kiss each other. Yeah, it was a nice. I think kissing is a very nice thing. And and no, no, uh, no, but that's how it went. Is that? It, it, I think it was basically that. Like it was assumed you could go up to. It was maybe eight people, or maybe four. Whatever it was, and I think you could go up, and and that's what. Uh, when was, when what what year approximately? I believe this was two thousand one, actually December thirty first, two thousand one. So I was in San Francisco. I had done the Kung Pao Kosher Comedy Show, uh, and um, so I, all I can say, say Tommy, kissing. Is, like, are you talking about like? You're no, just a kiss. To... You know, a public kiss. A public... Uh, Happy New Year. A public kiss in uh, front of. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, not a making out. A public kiss. A very civilized. A thing, but tell me. But before we wind out, I yeah. want to something. This is uh, we have not discussed this. We have not rehearsed this. But uh, what I did at all these New Year's parties, I did. I Ben Grower was so important to me that years I would always do my own countdown at my own parties, other people's parties. I was known as the guy who would do it, and somehow in the middle of a party, I would do it. Really, and you I, were the countdown guy. Countdown guy, and I would do a slight recap of the year. And I have not 
work this out. But Tommy, with your kind permission to close, I'm going to do, uh, is it Ben Grower live today, channeling him. Oh, my God. This was what I would say. Well, and we've, heard the, the, we've heard the real Ben Grower already. So, yes. And, we, and, and, and you started out, I swear, when you started out, I thought I was listening to Ben Grower. But now you're going to cap channel the late, great Ben Grower. And, yes. And count down to the, the next New Year. So we, we, whoever listens to this can play this podcast and time it out so it, it hits just the new year. Uh, Scotty, uh, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm, well, I'm thrilled. So, thank so you. how did that work? I like, like we're, we're chattering and then you say, hey, everybody. Well, you just say, maybe you just introduce me and then, well, then I'll go. Like, and uh, well, I, yeah, I would say, here we go. And it would be like, everybody, All right, everybody, Scott Blakeman is going to count us down into the new year. Scotty, go to it. All right, with 30 seconds to go, and what a year it was. It was a year of a worldwide pandemic that still rages, but as the year ends, there's hope as several vaccines come on the market to hopefully alleviate the suffering and that by next year, the pandemic will be away. It was a year of political upheaval and of impeachment and of a new president. It was a year of sadness and tragedy, but ultimately a year of the ends of hope, of hope for a better future. And all the people here in Times Square, it, it, it's chilly out. I don't know why they come, but they do. They come from everywhere on this December 31st, 2020. And as we hope for a much better year, and it's 10 seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, Five, four, three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year! Yes, Happy New Year! It's twenty twenty-one. We wish you, Tommy, all of our listeners, a very happy and healthy New Year, and may the whole world have happiness and end to the pandemic and happiness in everyone's lives around the world. And Tommy, I must say, speaking as me, Scott Blakeman, uh, many positive things this year. It was a sad, sad year. In, in general, but many people, let's focus on the positive. We started this podcast started April 1st. Podcast. That's and for every day since then, uh, it's brought us joy and happiness. And uh, I hope all of our listeners have those kind of things in their lives that have got them through this year and will continue to get us through it next year as well. Uh, well, on that unstirring note, I am proudly going to continue to be Tom Saunders. And I, this year and next, and for all the years, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And on this New Year's Eve 2020, we are most definitely getting through this.